Welcome to the Essay for FAs Retirement Advisor Podcast, a series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I am your host, Gil Weinrich, and today we will take a look at developments at the largest public pension fund in the U.S. as a sort of bellwether for the future of retirement. The financial crisis that erupted in late February is still very much with us. Sure, the stock market last week actually caught up to pre-crisis levels for a bit before careening 7% on Thursday amidst fears of a second wave of COVID-19. We all knew Mr. Market was a little touched in the head, but from a big picture point of view, nationwide, housing wealth has taken a hit, the stock market has taken a hit, most significantly of all, employment income has taken an enormous hit. This all happened amidst a backdrop of exceedingly high consumer debt, corporate debt, and government debt. Corporate bankruptcies rose 48% last month, despite unprecedented cushioning from federal emergency funding. The U.S. Bankruptcy Court faces an explosion of cases in the coming months. I would argue that what future retirees will most need in the face of this economic onslaught, and therefore what financial advisors should be thinking about right now, is financial stability in retirement. I mean, it is hard enough for a 35-year-old to face plummeting stocks, a depreciating home, and job loss. Disappearing income is far less charming to a 70-year-old. That is what I was thinking about before I turned to the day's news, when I was surprised to see, I suppose I shouldn't have been, a Financial Times story about CalPERS rocking the investment funds it manages for its 2 million members. According to the British paper, the main public retirement fund for the state of California's government workers, police, firefighters, and others, intends to leverage the $400 billion fund by up to 20%, that's $80 billion, in order to achieve its target rate of return of 7%. How would you feel if I threw you an egg to catch with very little warning? Probably a little uncomfortable. But if it were your nest egg I was trying to scramble, you might feel more than a little uncomfortable. I think this is problematic and symptomatic of the times in which we live. Like Veruca Salt and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, investors want their money and they want it now. And the big institutions, starting with the Fed, come running like Veruca's rich daddy to try to obtain what she wants. But despite her protestations, she and her dad end up thrown down a garbage chute. And that's kind of what worries me here. CalPERS wants to jazz its returns through leverage, which means it wants to borrow funds and employ equity futures to magnify gains and increase returns. The problem with this is quite simply that things can move in the opposite direction and fall down that garbage chute. It is true that big institutions like CalPERS have the best talent in the investment industry available to them. They have the most sophisticated consultants, traders, research, and computer programs. That is why large financial institutions are so in favor of risk, because they often win their bets, except when they don't. Anyone remember Barings Bank, a 233-year-old British banking institution that a single derivatives trader took down through increasingly wild futures trading, resulting in over a billion dollars in losses? Now, I'm sure CalPERS has the most up-to-date risk controls, but we never know what the new risk will be. Apparently, CalPERS didn't either, which is why the fund lost $69 billion in the month following the coronavirus crash. Big institutions typically favor the risky approach. Careers are made this way. Bonuses are paid this way. 
If the investment managers win, they win big. If they lose, policemen, firefighters, and other workers potentially lose big. There have been bigger losses since Barings Bank. We've even had a Nobel Prize economist-run hedge fund, long-term capital management, go bust to the tune of $3.6 billion, also through high financial leverage. We saw the U.S. financial system nearly collapse in 2007 and 2008, overwhelmingly because of leverage. At that time, former Fed Chair Paul Volcker drafted a rule against proprietary trading as a means of keeping large institutions from effectively gambling, and that rule is still, over a decade later, being contested by these same institutions. But I would propose a different approach, which is that our large institutions, including the largest of all, the U.S. government, should exercise extreme prudence with people's retirement. Wouldn't it be great if the U.S. Social Security trustees could tell Americans they can scratch Social Security off of their list of worries, that when they retire, the funds due them will all be there, without any need for politicians to save the program at the last minute? And that goes for CalPERS, too. There's a better way. I noted in a podcast back in October that the Yale Endowment allotted its largest 2020 allocations to cash. That is the opposite of leverage, of course. Cash is seen as the most uncool investment possible. And yet, when the crisis came in February and March, Yale was ready for two things. To pay out their pension benefits and to go shopping. In the same month that CalPERS plunged, Yale increased its stock holdings by 300%, according to Bloomberg. There are lots of players out there who want CalPERS to take risk. State of California government agencies must make higher contributions if returns are low. And I've already noted that pension managers become heroes and earn more when they take on risks. But if the largest pension fund in the U.S. ran into trouble at some future point, it would be awfully hard to find an entity with the resources to back it up. What these times should be teaching us is the value of stable and reliable retirement funds. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, I would be much obliged if you would pass it on to other advisors to keep this FA project growing. This is Gil Weinrich for Seeking Alpha.